When I'm faced with impossible situations, would I knock a hole in the roof for Jesus? Am I willing for people not to understand my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Got a question for you, though, today, as usual. What would you think if while we were sitting here having church, that we heard this drilling noise on the roof until parts of the roof started falling down, falling down on us, and we looked up, and there were some guys up there because it was so crowded in here they couldn't get in. So they knocked a hole in the roof so they could hear what was going on. Well, it sounds silly, doesn't it? I mean, we'd probably call the police and have them arrested. For sure, we'd be wondering who and when the roof was going to get fixed. But you know, that is exactly what happened to Jesus. That's right, as told in the book of Mark, while he was preaching in a house in Capernaum, I'm sure you've heard the story. These four guys brought their paralytic friend on a bed, knowing the Lord could heal him. But it was so crowded that he couldn't get in. So they figured out about where Jesus was in the house. And they went up on the roof, and they knocked a hole in it, and lowered their friend in. And of course the Lord healed him. That's not why I'm retelling the story this morning. Something new caught my attention about this event. Because the Bible says that when they had broken through and lowered their friend down, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he turned to the paralytic and said, Son, your sins are forgiven. You see, this example clearly demonstrates how much God loves people of action. The word doesn't say that Jesus spoke a word to these four guys. But what he saw was enough. He saw they were concerned for their friend. He saw it wasn't easy getting a sick guy on a bed up on a roof. And he saw that they believed that Jesus was their only answer. My mom tells this story. That after having two sons, my older brothers, Ron and Glenn... The doctors told her she needed an operation. The result of the operation would be that she couldn't have any more children. So disappointed, she consulted five doctors. And she got the same diagnosis. So she scheduled the surgery. And upon hearing this news, my uncle George, who was a young evangelist, he began calling her, begging her to wait on the surgery. Writing her. She didn't even have a phone. He'd call the neighbors and send a message to her and say, God is going to heal you. He asked her to come to a revival that he was holding in a, a town several hours away. She finally relented, and she went. She went forward that night, and standing beside a woman who was also healed miraculously, God healed her. 
Now, obviously, my little sister Vicki and I are the beneficiaries of that not-so-little miracle. Well, Uncle George is my modern-day example of those guys who are willing to knock a hole in the roof to reach Jesus. I'm proud to say that at age 86, Uncle George is still traveling and preaching, and I'm sure knocking holes in roofs. But these stories make me wonder, when I'm faced with impossible situations, would I knock a hole in the roof for Jesus? Am I willing for people not to understand my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Have I ever been willing to do anything to reach Jesus for someone else like those four guys did? Well, listen. Fortunately, you don't have to get a ladder and start climbing walls this morning. But whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, whatever your loved ones are going through, you just need to take the action to the situation by going to Jesus with it. I don't know what brought me to this story this morning, but there's a saying that not everything faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. So this morning when we have our prayer time, I felt like I wanted to tell you this, because whatever the problem, Jesus is your answer. And I hope you'll come like those four guys on the roof, knowing that Jesus is there for your situation. Every good thing we have is because of the grace of God. Stay right there to learn four things that will activate God's blessings in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, I want to talk about the blessings of God. Is that okay? There's an old saying, the hardest math to learn is that which enables us to count our blessings. Okay, say this short prayer with me. Lord, I need... Your blessing on my life. Now, whether we express this prayer verbally or not very often, this is a constant declaration for every Christian because we love the Lord and we all desire His blessing on our life all the time. And I want to encourage you and assure you today 
That no matter what is going on in your life right now, God intends to and plans on showering you with his blessing. The word says in John that from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. So it's God's plan to bless us. But we have to remember to do these four things to activate God's blessings in our life. The first thing is this. We have to remember that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you'll ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. That's why we can say we're happy. Others will let you down. Others can disappoint. But Jesus will stand with you in every situation. Just look at this past week. The Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) They disappointed me. Okay, how about the Texas Rangers? I can't even talk about that yet. There's always next year. (laughs) I love them, but that was a disappointment. There's always things that will disappoint you in your life, but the Lord will never disappoint you. And when we accept him, we are eternally blessed. You see, God blesses us in many ways, but he starts our relationship out with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life, hope, a future. The word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all of his goodness to me? Of course, we want God's blessing on our life. But first, we have to stop and acknowledge that when we accepted Christ, we are blessed now and forever. Somebody say amen. So we want God to keep blessing us, okay? So the next thing we have to remember is this. Celebrate God's blessings in worship. The word says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel like I'm very blessed? Yes. You are. I just told you, because of Christ, I live. When we adapt this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and the hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong, and we celebrate because through Christ we're saved. So we're still blessed. That brings me to the third thing that we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith. The word says, without faith it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he blesses those who earnestly seek him. You see, many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way because we don't know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust him. If we did know, we would need faith. So sometimes we can be going through the fire, but still know by faith that God has his hand on us. The Lord said, don't worry, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Little verse, amazing promise. The only one who has the power to give you everything wants to give it to you. And finally, we have to remember that we are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. I like this old saying. Blessed are those who give without remembering 
and those who take without forgetting. Now, we could make the part about sharing all about money. The Word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but listen, that would be way too limiting of God's purpose on our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. And of course, that's His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, every other blessing we have just spills out on us. The Word says we're even supposed to respond to people who have a bad attitude. It says, don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this, you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You see, the message, the principle, the promise of his word is that the best way to live a blessed life is to be a blessing to someone else. You know something? I'm really blessed. I'm really blessed, and so are you. And it took me a long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about it. And it's only been since I have understood that, that God has begun to bless me in ways I could never have hoped for. You see, everything we have, including our potential, is because of the grace of God. And if you want blessings on your life today, just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate Jesus in your life by worshiping the King of Kings today and expect God's blessing in your life by faith in Him and His Word and share what God has blessed you with with those around you. I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Do you sometimes feel like you are sitting on the sidelines of life? If so, stay tuned. Learn how to move forward and not allow anyone to hinder you from pursuing God's purpose for your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. So I want to talk for just a minute about having a let's do it mentality. Let's have a let's do it mentality this year because for many of us, we naturally have a cautious mentality. It's just built right into us, right along with looking both ways before you cross the street. But I believe that God wants us to have a let's-do-it mentality 
that is focused on advancing and not retreating. And you know, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, they did something a few weeks ago that really caught my attention on this subject. If you remember, they played the Indianapolis Colts in a game that didn't really mean anything. Meaning if they lost against the Colts, they were still in the playoffs. And if you follow football, and you're from Texas, so you do, you know that the normal strategy is to rest your best players and not take a chance on them getting hurt, especially going into the all-important playoff season. But the Dallas Cowboys didn't do that. They decided that the success that they were having and the intensity that they were playing with and the momentum that they were building, that they could not afford to squelch that. And that they thought that they were better served by charging forward on all cylinders, all hands on deck. And so they went out and they handily defeated the Colts that Sunday. And it was a great example of the let's do it mentality. They said, this is who we are. We're not slowing down. We're not backing up. We're going forward. The book of Samuel helps me out with this philosophy. When it tells the story of Jonathan... Now, Jonathan was the son of Saul, and at one point, the Israelites' enemy, the Philistines, were gathering their huge army, preparing to destroy the Israelites. And Jonathan and his armor-bearer, who for some reason the Bible doesn't tell us his name. He's only referred to as the young armor-bearer. Anyway, Jonathan and his armor-bearer snuck out of the camp, and they went over to the enemy lines, and they let the enemy see them. And being only the two of them, because of his faith in God and God's promise to deliver Israel from their enemy, Jonathan stepped out in the open and he challenged the Philistine army. And he determined that if they said, hey, come to us and fight, that God was going to give him victory over the Philistines. And you need to read the story. Read it. You know what happened? That's exactly what God did. They had a great victory over their enemy that day. You see, Jonathan had a let's do it mentality. God had already promised. Jonathan trusted God. So Jonathan, to Jonathan, it was time to just do it and advance the purpose of God. There was no reason to wait. The king... Saul, he was still down the mountain trying to figure out what to do, trying to put a hold on the situation, trying to buy some time. And I don't know about you, but I think that I'm like King Saul way too much of the time. I'm like, okay, let's just hold up a second. Let's examine this situation. Let's, let's examine this so I can get a handle on a plan so that I can make the right move when I'm ready. But you see, there are lots of things in the kingdom of God that you don't need permission to do. The word of God is filled with instructions and commandments for us to do. I think many of us even misunderstand or misappropriate the term, wait on the Lord. We love that phrase. I'm just waiting on the Lord. And certainly there is a proper context for waiting on the Lord. But many times, 
our decision to wait is just our version of no. No, I'm not sure. No, I'm afraid. No, I'm not ready. And many times when we say we're waiting on the Lord, the truth is, He's waiting on us. Jonathan was in alignment with God's purpose, and he had a let's do it mentality. I believe that's why God used him in that situation. He still had to fight the battle, and you'll probably have to fight yours too. But his faith in God and his actions brought the victory for his people, and your faith, your faith followed by your actions will bring victory for you too. One of Pastor Erwin McManus's writings, I'll never forget, he said, go until you get a no. I believe that God meant for us to take the battle out there in everything. In using our gifts and talents and sharing the gospel with the world and building his church, we weren't meant to sit on the sidelines, you see. And just watch the game go by. The Apostle Paul said, run the race with the desire to win it. That's what Paul said. Listen, this year, this year, I challenge you to have a let's do it mentality. Say yes. Go forward in Jesus' name. Don't let anyone or anything including yourself, stop you from pursuing God's purpose in your life. Pray for his direction at every turn, but go living each day in faith that you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.